This morning, our scripture comes to us from Matthew's Gospel. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, just three little verses, verses 31 through 33. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, this morning may the words of my mouth, indeed may the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. When I was reading the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, as Jesus is trying to help people understand some about the kingdom of heaven, what came to my mind was that, that game, I Spy. Have you ever played that with your family? Um, we've taught it to my granddaughters, and it is much fun to play with them. Um, it's a little unusual sometimes, but you know how the game goes. Somebody will say, I spy something green. And then whoever else is playing with them has to start picking and noticing all the green things around them until they find the particular green thing that you spy, or I spy something red. It is, it is a fun little game that is intended to help us pay attention to something that is right there in plain sight. Jesus, with these series of parables on the kingdom of heaven, it's a little bit like playing I spy, I think. I spy the kingdom of heaven, he might say. And then he talks about the mustard seed and then yeast. He goes on to talk about weeds and treasure and a fishing net. All of those are in chapter 13. I invite you today to read chapter 13 of the gospel of Matthew so that you can see this whole series of parables. Already Jesus has told his followers that the kingdom of heaven is near and that the kingdom of heaven is is at hand. He taught his followers to pray, thy kingdom come. Christian philosopher Dallas Willard says that the gospel is really less about about, um, how to get into the kingdom of heaven when we die and more about how learning to live in the kingdom of heaven before we die. You see, the people of Jesus' time, they were expecting a new kingdom, all right, but they expected it to be ushered in with all the pomp and circumstance of a kingdom. And Jesus counters that message by saying that the kingdom, it's at hand. It's all around us. It has been inaugurated with his coming, and it is growing in our midst, hidden in plain sight. And it was demonstrated by Jesus with every touch, every act of of, uh, mercy, every act of care, every healing, every time he listened intently to another. We, you see, want the spectacular. But Jesus invites us to participate in the ordinary 
which whenever we're able to spy it, we realize is truly spectacular. But mustard seeds, those tiny little seeds that grow up into this bush, that would have been called a trash tree or a trash bush of his time. Those were tiny little seeds that nobody really wanted to plant. They might get mixed in with with other kinds of seeds that, that were growing. And as it grew, it sort of grew up as a weed that you might be tempted to just pull out of your garden. And yet, Jesus uses that as an example that grows into a a bush that becomes a place of safety and of nurture for the birds of the air. Can, Can you spy the kingdom of heaven in that? In something that starts so tiny that it's almost imperceptible, that grows without seeming to have any effort at all, and it spreads so easily. Now, when I started thinking about that, I almost decided to use COVID-19 as one of those examples. And then I thought, hmm, might be a little too soon to use that one. But what about yeast or leaven? Now, the yeast of that day was not like modern yeast that you can go buy in a jar, which again, getting back to our time of pandemic, apparently it was one of those items that were really scarce at the beginning. People hoarded yeast like they hoarded toilet paper. I think baking sourdough bread became quite a thing in the early days of this pandemic. But back then, you couldn't go buy a jar of yeast. You made your leaven. You had to let some of the leftover bread spoil, but if you didn't do it long enough, it would just be worthless, and it wouldn't be yeast or leaven for any other batter. But you let it spoil too long, and it would ruin the bread, and it could even cause food poisoning. And only a small amount was needed to leaven a lot of flour. The three measures of flour that's mentioned in Scripture, um, or in the CEB, it's called a bushel, is about 60 pounds or so of flour. It make about 100 loaves of bread. So again, something so small that when it works its way through, It becomes something spectacular. Can you spy the kingdom of heaven in that illustration? The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, Matthew sort of uses those interchangeably in his gospel. It's it's found in the tiny. It's found in the ordinary. And yet as it breaks through, it comes about results then that are bigger than we could ever even imagine, like that huge mustard shrub or the hundred loaves of bread. In our world today, where what we see when we look around is suffering and scarcity and injustice and violence and political rancor, I invite us today to play a little bit of I spy in our own time. You see, focusing on where God is at work, it takes some effort. You got to look really closely at the non-spectacular but life-giving work of God that is all around us. The kingdom of heaven indeed is at hand. And so I invite you this morning to consider where it is that you can spy the kingdom of heaven um, around you. How is it that you are 
acting out your prayer, thy kingdom come. Any time or any place that you see love in action, that is the inbreaking of the God of love or the kingdom of heaven. And so I did kind of a, an acrostic, and I have to, again, say I'm not the most creative person with all this, but I hope that it'll help us remember this a little bit. We spy the kingdom of heaven all around us, and we're going to do that with an acrostic this morning. And so H, H for help. We, we think of those who are at work right now helping others. Can you see the inbreaking of the kingdom of heaven each time someone offers service or, or helps support someone else? I, I have seen it. Um, I've seen it through our church, through acts of service, for ways that we have reached out to others. When, when people have given their money to a, a charity that needs it, to the church to continue ministries, when you offer help, to someone who needs it. Can you spy the kingdom of heaven in those who are out and offering help? The E this morning, Ms. Eat, <laughs> or those food ministries. You've seen those, those, um, the people who are so uh, food uncertain right now, who are really hurting. Um, there are so many families all around us who really count on the free breakfast, free lunch when they send their children to school, and they haven't been able to do that since early March. And yet, haven't you seen organization after organization, people after people that have gone and volunteered their time and their resources to go and to share food with those who are uncertain. This is a perfect time for me to tell you, if you look at the, at the ham um, thing over here, we are at, as of today, 1,966 pounds of food. That is only 34 pounds short of 2,000. I know that that is going to grow um, even after today, and we will blow the top off of that 2,000-pound goal that we had. Food, and, and it feels so maybe insignificant to go and get some macaroni and cheese and then bring it and put it in our ham box. But friends, that helps feed people that are real people. It is something tiny that in God's hands becomes something spectacular. And then there is A, attention, attention, paying attention to what is around us. Frederick Buckner said, your vocation is where your greatest joy meets the world's greatest need. What are those needs that you see around you? Where do you see somebody who needs words of encouragement? Where do you see the needs uh, in, the, in the upcoming school year with the children that are going back and uncertain, with the teachers? Um, where do you see those needs? And, and how might God's kingdom be breaking in even as we pay attention to God as his breaking into this area? Paying attention. The V this morning is for valuing others. Valuing others you know how important it is, it is it to you when, when you, somebody looks you in the eye, notices you, and sees you really for you, not the role you're playing, not, not what you can give them or how you can benefit them, but actually sees and values you as a person. What a gift that is to give to others. Um, whether it is in, in the um, 
noticing and valuing others that are of a different um, political spectrum from you, perhaps, to really value the person behind that. Um, We see that as we value people that are of a different race um, in this time where where we are living in in this time that racial injustice has risen back up to sort of a high priority. It's always been there, but many of us have just not noticed it. But when we value others, it means that the kingdom of heaven is breaking in. We do that as well through the teacher bags. We value our educators um, in this area. And what a tough time it is to be a teacher. Um, Right now in Humble ISD, they're still quite not sure uh, exactly of the start date. They thought they had it set, but now they're trying to figure out if that's going to hold. Are teachers going to teach online? Are they going to teach in person? What does it look like for us to value them? And we're doing that in a small way with our teacher bags. Remember the second great commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. The E, the second E, is for our ears. It is for listening, listening to God in prayer. It takes practice, noticing the kingdom. And and when we notice the kingdom, a lot of that comes about when we have spent time with God, listening to that still, small voice, listening for where God sees that we can be of benefit. And we listen through Scripture. We're able to encourage ourselves to listen through worship, through prayer, Um, maybe even every now and then a well-placed sermon here and there. We listen for where God is calling us to be and to act. And then in, you get a twofer on this in. You get notice and notify. Again, we practice noticing the kingdom of heaven all around us. And then we pass that good news to others, point it out to others, and help them to experience that good news for themselves. A mustard seed, yeast, things that are so tiny, we begin to notice the powerful work that is done by things that seem so tiny and insignificant. We notice And then we speak it out loud so that other people can also notice that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it's written that we have this treasure, that is the gospel, in clay jars, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power, it belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed, Perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. Friends, see the abundance all around us. The kingdom of heaven is at work in and through us and in the world today if we but have the eyes to see it. God's kingdom is breaking in and we're invited to be a part of it and then to help others spy the work of God in their midst. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we ask that you would give us the eyes to see you at work in your world today through the actions of others, through the actions you call us to do. Lord, the inbreaking of your kingdom is all around us. Help us to be a part of it, and help us, Lord, to invite others to be a part of it as well. We pray this in Christ's name. 
Amen.